once again, and, 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 and I've made it clear that we have been doing this and following this process for the last five years, 60 months. So I'm a bit flabbergasted that somehow uh, this process is suddenly something new. And according to a number of media reports, um, you know, people are stating that that's something that should be a lot quicker. Now, the fact that it may be quicker or not quicker, we are not the one that drives that process. This is a process driven between Treasury and, of course, SASA. And at the end of the day, I, I, I fail to understand why the 12 days that we ask for, that we've been asking for, and that we need before we can commence payments is suddenly an issue. No one has bothered to discuss it with us or ask us the question why it is like this. It's been like that. It is contractual with SASA. I fail to understand why this is suddenly becoming uh, uh, worthy of any news, to be totally honest. So that's point number one. You know, point number two is that we said we need 12 days to be able to, number one, be able to fill up, for lack of a better word, the accounts of beneficiaries. So when they go to an ATM or to a pay point, they are able to see that there is a balance available and therefore they're able to draw their cash. That's the most fundamental thing. Now, it takes time for this money to be transferred from Treasury to an APSA bank account, which is a SASA account, from SASA to a NetBank account, from NetBank to a Greenrod account, and then for us to place cash orders with NetBank across the entire country for us to have access to six or seven billion rand in cash so we can start fueling our ATMs into our vehicles so we can drive to 10,000 pay points and pay the beneficiaries. So I'm flabbergasted at why people keep on being surprised at something that has been a norm for so many years. So so what is likely to happen if that agreement is not reached today? What will happen? Well, you know, the, the, the very sad thing is, is that we, we, our systems work. At the end of the day, a beneficiary is going to go to a pay point or to an ATM or to a point of sale. They're going to say they want to draw cash. And if there is no cash in that account, they will not be able to draw the cash. And if we do not, and the contract is obviously one thing, because I doubt if Treasury is going to actually transfer 11 billion rand into our account without the contract. That's number one. Okay. Two, I don't think we would like to take the responsibility of 11 billion rand without the contract. That's number two. But more importantly, if the 11 billion rand or 12 billion rand does not get transferred, beneficiaries' accounts are not going to be replenished, which means they will not be able to draw any money. Right? Now, the, the, the thing that is really worrying is not only the fact they might not get paid, but it's the fact that now, as you saw in the paper this morning when I woke up, now I'm being called to be arrogant. Now, what really, really perturbs me with this is that I don't know the definition of arrogance in this context because at the end of the day, it's a question of actually telling the truth and making sure that the people have got the correct information. The information, the only information that is viable and correct is the information we have because we are the people that have been doing it for five years. And we are the only people that being a treasury or anybody else have not even bothered to pick up the phone and to actually say to us, how does that work? What mm. did you do? Now, so, you would think that by now they would know this, considering that they are the ones that are supervising SASA. But at the end of the day, it appears that even the Minister of Finance has been actually ill-informed by his own people. How so? This, what is he being ill-informed about? 
Well, for example, when he talks about the fact that it should take one day to transfer the money from one account to another. Three days? Well, I think he said three days. Well, I, would, I would agree that it should only take three days. Well, it doesn't. Okay? Now, I'm not the guy that runs the banks. I'm not, the, I'm not Saab. And I cannot tell you why it is that banks take two days to transfer money from one bank to another. This is just a fact. Now, we're not making up these stories that it takes 12 days. This is the way it works. Now, at the end of the day, Treasury must know that they are transferring the sum of money to SASA day N-12. In other words, 12 days before we pay. They must know this. Mm. But, but, but explain to, that, to me. They keep the money for another 10 days. Explain to me. Can this be done in a shorter space of time? Because surely you don't go and load the money onto in each individual's account. You transfer the tranches of money to the banks. Or am I misunderstanding this? Well, no, but we are, as far as the technology is concerned, we are the bank. In other words, we are the one, we, thought we have the computer system that actually receive, for lack of a better word, that the money is available and we are the ones that credit each individual bank account. Now, that's, that part, to be quite honest, we do that in less than a day, so that's not the end of the world. Uh-huh. The part that takes the longest period of time is to be able to have access to cash, in other words, physical notes, so we can distribute this cash around the country we can fill up what we call the cassettes, you know, the cassettes that fit into an ATM, and we can load our vehicles, of which we've got 600 of, right, through 25 to 30 depots around the country. So these can go out and, and service beneficiaries at pay points. And that particular logistic exercise does not take a day. They take two or three days just to organize, and let me tell you, it's a well-oiled machine. We also have to have security company that follows us, carrying the actual cash itself with guards at the back mm. that are sitting with semi-automatic weapons. This is, a, this is a major, massive logistic exercise. Well, it sounds like money, it, but you say it's a well-oiled machine, and if it is a well-oiled yeah. machine, does that mean that it can be done in less than 12 days? Well, you know, the fact that it might be able to be done in less than 12 days or not, at this point in time, is really beside the point, because the, it's been done in 12 days for the last 60 months. Okay. it was optimized to be like this. Now, we could, re- we could relook at it and say, oh, maybe it could be done in 10 or maybe in 7. How long is it going to take everyone to actually decide how it could be accelerated and can we accelerate it fast enough for the 1st of April? Why, why are we trying to change anything? Because the court is not, uh, you know, uh, happy with this contract uh, that you are in with the department at the moment. They've declared it invalid. Be that as it may, though, uh, tell me um, uh, with um, regard uh, to to, to the court proceedings and and, and those particular declarations, how do you feel about being accused as CPS of manipulating the system, number one, um, so that some of your subsidiaries actually get, uh, you know, to draw money from these grants without and sometimes um, without the permission of the grant beneficiaries and number two who does the system belong to do you own it or does it belong to the agency sasa well well, let's start with that sasa outsource this function in totality in other words they do not own anything okay that's the first point right the system is outsourced it's like when you do an outsource thing the person that is uh, actually getting the contract, we own the technology, we own the system, we own the infrastructure. So, so that's a very simple thing. And again, it's contractual.
Okay, let me, let me ask you something with regard to that. So yesterday the question was raised in Parliament about the 16 rand per transaction that CPS yes. charges. How yes. much of that goes towards that particular system, uh, its development and upkeep? Well, it, it, it's a question of timing. And I mean, we could talk on that for two hours. What typically happens is that when you start from scratch, you've got obviously massive capital costs. But after five years, which is the end of this particular contract, you found that most of your equipment needs replacing. In other words, to go forward in the next year or the next two years, we're going to have to pretty much go through exactly what we went through five years ago, either because we have to buy new equipment or our maintenance costs escalate year on year as the equipment becomes older and older. So the costs actually go up over a five-year period. And when you start your sixth year, your cost might go up even more because you've got to start recapitalizing in terms of buying new equipment, new trucks, new machines, new ATMs, etc., etc. So at so the end of the day, at the end of yes. the day, you own the database, not Sasa. No, no, no. We, again, people, you know, try to complicate matters. They're not complicated. Sasa asks CPS to capture certain information which is information that relates to beneficiaries, which we immediately end over to SASA. So that is part of the SASA database. It's clear and it's contractual. Number two, what we have to do in order to open an account for a beneficiary so the beneficiary can go out and draw cash anywhere in a national payment system or at the pay point, we need to open a bank account. The banking rules state that you've got to conduct what they call a KYC, know your client, or FICA, for lack of a better word, right? Now, in order to do that, we have to capture information on behalf of Greenrod Bank. That information belongs to Greenrod Bank. So you have some information that is captured specifically for SASA that belongs to SASA, and some information that gets captured specifically for Greenrod Bank, which belongs to Greenrod Bank. None of the information belongs to any of the net one companies whatsoever, and we do not utilize any of that information to sell what we call financial products, such as, for example... So where did, your, where did your subsidiaries get that information from? Our, our subsidiary get that information the same way as everyone else gets the information. Somebody walks into your branch and says, I would like to buy insurance. And then you ask them for the information the same way as you, if you had to buy insurance would go into an insurance company and you would fill in a form and they would give you the information or that they demand. Otherwise you cannot get a, an insurance you cannot get an insurance policy.